Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I'm joined by Richard Bearpark. Hello. Daniel Kruper. Hello. And Keza, you returned to the IGN UK podcast after, well, quite a long while. An absence of time. Where the heck have you been? I've been uh, just at home, couldn't really bother coming into work, to be honest. That's fair enough. No, I've been away. I went, I went to meet Mimoto last week. It was brilliant. Let's talk about that later. Let's. But you've been hiding in a hotel. Oh, yeah, I was reviewing With a man from Italy. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Not Ezio Aditore, oddly no. enough. <laughs> Mario. Um, yeah, I got, I got basically taken away and locked up in a room for four days to review Assassin's Creed 3. Which was and you not- barely s- scratched the surface in that time. Yeah, well, I've, I've yeah got about twenty hours in and didn't finish it, and was just spending a lot of time immersing myself in it. But it's not actually anything like as much fun as it sounds to be locked in a video game with nothing else to do in a locked in, in a, a windowless room. room. Not locked in a video game. Lock- well, it felt like I was locked in Jeff a video Bridges game says. actually, because <laughs> <laughs> there was only one tiny little window, and it was really far up my wall. It felt a bit like I was in reviewer prison. Like how far up a wall can a window be? If there was like. As high as this, it's it's right as near high the as top. a normal room, like really? a, like like in a bathroom, like, like in a, like in a pub bathroom. You're in a pub the, bathroom. What the, kind of, <laughs> I can't work in these conditions. It's, it's just, it just wasn't. It's just wow, wasn't Ubisoft was pushing the boat out. They really were. <laughs> yeah, come and stay in this toilet and watch yeah. out for the uh, little toilet. What are they called? Little square things that go in the bottom. Well, urinal cubes. Urinal cubes. That's urinal, it. Yeah. Urinal. Did you have any of those under your pillow? Urinal cube. Well, you wouldn't know because you're a lady. I'm a lady. They called lemmings. What? I'm pretty sure they're called lemmings. Are they? Yeah. Well, they're basically like these little coloured, they're kind of, you know, like Coca-Cola cubes? Yes. yes. Or pineapple cubes from an old-fashioned sweet shop? Yes. Kind of look like them. You put them in the urinal, and as far as I can tell, they do fuck all. Are they just, are they stink. Like, are they, they look just like, like, basically, compressed they're a surface coconut. on which your piss can coagulate. Yeah. They don't what taste they, great either. Are they just like a target? <laughs> are they to help people aim? Like I, I, probably, yeah. Some people's aim is pretty shocking. Yeah. You know that. Know? You've, well, you know, you know it's that. What do you mean? You say some people's aims. Well, surely you've only checked out your own name. <laughs> the people who are standing in your, you know, your periphery. You just need to walk into. The worst is when it's you're one of those when, people. When, are it's you? A, when it's a trough, right. it's not individual urinals. It's basically a trough, and you're like, wow. This Do you always sneak century. a peek? No. The worst is in summer when you're wearing shorts and you get splashed back. Splash back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's like really. Come on, just stand further away. We've got an entire trough to share. I, I had a anyway. Pair. I think we might have what, someone else is really to quite drastically. With, you really have to deal with pissing Sorry, on somebody else's legs. Someone else's splashback. Yeah. Oh man, I've never had that. <laughs> never that had is, that. I've had oh, that. That's bad. Bad. <laughs> You've had that. No, I've never had that. <laughs> Do you really have to deal with <laughs> other men them. just pissing on your legs on a weekly basis? Also, when I use a urinal, I pull my pants all the way down to my ankles. Your ass is hanging out. Little boy. Uh, I've never had someone actually turn around and piss on my trousers. It's normally as a re- result of a, a ricochet or something. I had someone piss on my trousers. Yeah, like, like, not some guys just pissing on my face. <laughs> Hang on, Keza. We can't just bypass that. How did that? What did you say? How did that work? I had someone piss on my trousers once at music festival. It was because what? he was pissing up against a tree, and <laughs> I said <laughs> something. No tree. He was, he, was, he was very drunk. I said it was a friend. I said something to him, and he just turned around with his with his wang in his hand and just sprayed piss all over everybody's knees as he turned around to <laughs> oh, listen to what we were saying. It was really impressive. <laughs> so, and trees, they're in Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, I was say, that's, Brought it yeah. back. Isn't that a if, side mission from Assassin's Creed? You just piss on these Native Americans. If you're listening, Mark, I haven't forgiven you. <laughs> Ooh, name so, Assassin's Creed 3, you gave it an 8.5. I did, yeah. Which is pretty much bang on what it's getting on Metacritic. Yeah, the Metacritic's kind of settling around the eight, not the Metacritic's the be all and end all, but it's settling mm. around the eight and a half mark. It was a divisive game, like quite a lot of sevens going around mm. and then quite a lot of nines and tens as well. And then the most, most, most were eights though. Um, yep. Although interestingly, the internet seems to think that that's 
unacceptably low for an Assassin's Creed. Some yeah, of but you obviously gave an 8.5 because kind of you're a girl. Of course, yeah, because I'm a girl. And, I and you're British. Yeah. I'm British. There was, I made a list of uh, some of the sillier comments I got about Assassin's Creed 3 to amuse myself after the review went up. Reasons I don't like Assassin's Creed 3, according to the internet. One, I'm British and I was offended by it. Two, <laughs> I'm a lady and I didn't like the fact that I had a male protagonist. Three, I'm racist and I hate North Native Americans. Is that right? Uh, yeah, well, that is true, but that's not why I gave the game an right. 8.5. Um, four, I was being paid off by Activision. Also, oh my god where um, do people come up with this I shit? know it's amazing isn't it just the, the conspiracies are awesome but someone wrote a big long like several hundred word comment about how a British person is not qualified to, to review the video it's just amazing. amazing genuinely amazing amazing it was overall I think a really good game it just had the problem with it is that you know it, it tried really hard to establish a sense of freedom and it looks amazing right I mean it's just, yeah it looks really good um, I've played it for probably about six seven hours I've I'm not going to go into spoilers, but there's something that happens at the beginning that's setting up the game. Mm. And it's kind of this weird, very prolonged, protracted, some of it's tutorial. Mm-hmm. Some of it's trying to impart the skills that you, if you've come to Assassin's Creed with this game, you might not have acquired. So it does that over quite a long time because after three, mm. four games, there's a lot of things you need to know how to do I guess in so, that yeah. game. It's quite dense, actually, yeah. And, but the thing, my biggest problem with it at the beginning, I'm still enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more now it's got going, is kind of weird broken rhythm it has at the beginning it's like yep. you do a little bit and then it cuts to white and then there's a loading point there's a cutscene for two seconds and you straight back in the action you do you walk somewhere and then there's another cutscene and then you're back to being desmond it's like it's very kind of staccato it is very staccato isn't it right. but yeah that's the problem with it is that it tries really hard to establish a sense of freedom and when it just lets you free hmm. then that is great and you can really enjoy it but then it does have that weird rhythm where it kind yeah. of undermines all that freedom think, by making think, um, you do things. The, the beginning four or five hours of that game on a next-gen console where it wouldn't be interrupted constantly by these cut sequences. Mm. Also, some of the, the missions that you're doing uh, early on, I have no idea, like, they would break, I would get to them, and the guy wouldn't carry on walking to where we were meant to be going. Yeah, do you know what? I had a lot of that at the review, and they said that all of that would be fixed by a day one patch, and I was sceptical, and yeah. so I kept it in the review. I was like, look, there's quite a lot of bugs, there's missions break, etc., etc. Yeah. This should be fixed, but... It's all in there. And it's still, still, all still there, yeah. which is also disappointing. Yeah, I actually wonder if I maybe overscored it very slightly. Really? I think on a less generous day, I might have maybe gone a little bit lower in the eights. It seems to be the general consensus that you're pretty much yeah. bang on, so... Yeah. I think a next-gen Assassin's game would be incredible. Does, it, does it tie is up it, is the it series? Overreaching? It I'm, ties up... No, it ties up Desmond's arc. Let's God knows it. why he's been big. going on for so long. I can't wait till we do our Assassin's Creed. We're going to do a spoiler cast on it at some mm. point when people, when Daniel's finished it, because yeah. seriously, there's there's some stuff that I can't wait to do you think, What I do about. love about the Assassin's Creed games, though, it is taking me to places that I've never experienced in video games. That is amazing. It does like, feel like you I was playing this, I was running through like you know the forest, it's like, playing Last of the Mohicans the game mm. it's like no one would make no. Last of the Mohicans the game based on the novel Yeah, but this is pretty cool I'm a Native American half Native American Indian running through battlefields from the American Revolutionary War yeah. that's awesome it is great yeah. it's being there for history I mean the, the closest you ever really get to being there for history in that way is RTS games and that's all a bit sterile and you're not at you know you can zoom in and look at it but yeah. you're not it doesn't yeah, feel like you're it's, there. Yeah, really you're it's the fact the that it's the backdrop as well you're not the general directing it it's just happening it's all happening and you're just there in that world it's a really really cool that's my favorite thing about it, it has probably the best sense of place yeah right. i think of any of the assassins well maybe not any of the, i mean obviously the the two had a great sense of place as well i love the two yeah yeah, I'm, just, I'm, 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 oh yeah, I'm still enjoying it, but I, I just think that opening is great in what it's trying to do, but I think it does it over too long a period of time. It's because I know a lot of people were really the first weekend it came out monitoring kind of what people were saying on Twitter. I think a lot of people were getting a bit hacked off of that. Yeah, but there was so much goodwill 
and they wanted to get to the mm, good stuff they'd yeah. seen at E3 and in trailers. They were like persevering, but they found it a bit of a slog. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully that'll pay off. But I'm playing that all this week. But it has been a big release, uh, sorry, a big week for games. There's obviously Halo 4 coming out as well. Yep. Scored very well on site. Keza, I know that you've played it. I have, yeah. Is it 9.8? Uh, good. Well, know, I'm not, yeah, I've, I've not played, played enough of it to know, but it's really good. Right. It's really good. Like, I put it in, because I'm a bit sceptical about Halo. Me too. Because although I loved Halo 1 to pieces, mm. um, Halo 2 and 3 both got, you know, the same kind of amazing scores from a certain section of the Xbox sort of fandom. And I was a little bit sceptical because I, I didn't really Halo enjoy them. It was complete rubbish. Me too. I thought it was so boring. So hard to finish. The f- multiplayer was great. Right. But um, it was it was boring. It was just a boring game generally, and so it was it was a bit, you know. I saw that I saw it get the same kind of high scores then, and so Halo Four came out and got a nine point eight from us. And you know, Ryan's a massive Halo fan, yeah. And it got lots of high scores from everywhere else, but then it got a few eights mixed in there as well. So I was thinking, yeah. mm, I'm not sure if this. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't yeah. know how good. But I've got to say, the first two missions are incredibly impressive. It just looks amazing. I've heard people say it looks absolutely All stunning. Right. It looks ridiculously All right, I will good. definitely check it out. Do yeah. I wasn't going to, but. I pr- actually, I, I'm more inclined to play Halo 4 than Assassin's Creed, purely because of the time investment. I, I yeah, think we should have more time, to be honest, as well, to break up our Need for Speed days. Why would you want to do that? Need for Speed is because the greatest Tom Butler, game who's ever not released. here to defend himself, and I don't care because he's a cheat, <laughs> he, he, he's basically gone and unlocked himself some exclusive cars in multiplayer because... Yeah. He's scared of us. But he still finishes last. <laughs> no, even with the like the supreme Lamborghini, yeah. he still can't win races. So. But you you were both driving around in Lambos and there's me in this pissy little alpha you, concept and I, I literally couldn't keep up. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Doesn't that kind of break the game a bit? If it's, someone's it, got exclusive... Well, no, it, are they no, like pre-order bonus cars? No, so that, that car itself was actually... You can unlock that in single player, but okay. I've barely touched single player. I've only been playing multiplayer, so it's I need to go and do some single player... Uh, racing, which I might do tonight, in fact, because mm. you just drive around the city to find cars, right? And then you, then you've got um, them. pretty or, much all the forty-one cars are available if you just find them. Some yeah. are kind mm. of um, stashed away on rooftops and in inaccessible locations. The stuff that you've got though is the most wanted stuff, though. Isn't but the it? concept cars, yeah. um, stuff like that, those are kind of the boss fights in the game. Yeah. So you unlock yeah, them yeah. by taking down the people who drive those cars in the single player. Oh, that's cool! It's yeah. really cool. It is a great game, that isn't it? I played it. Um, I played it a bit at home, but I haven't got a copy in the office at the moment. I haven't got my. It's Xbox. been ages since we played like a game that much in the office. Like, it's been since it's trials. Like it's been it. since trials, hasn't it? I was introduced to trials once, and I I love that. But We've not been need, back need to for speed. Yeah, I'm looking to playing it. it. Yeah, we never like finished your trials education. No, I need to need to finish it. We need to get. Wasn't that part of your job description? Being being good at trials. Oh, that's <laughs> why this is his last day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you also did something exciting last week. Yeah, I did. I did mention. I sort of blew it, but yeah, I went to meet Miyamoto. It was really, really cool. He's that guy who made them video games. All right, I showed him. I didn't, I didn't show him my tattoo. <laughs> what? What is his favorite fruit? <laughs> I don't know, Alex. What is it? It's a watermelon. Uh, What's his favorite type of mobile phone? It might be a Miyamoto roller. <laughs> are we done with these now? Yes, Can we, we are. move on? <laughs> if you listen to the Sorry, podcast, you probably heard the only two gags I've got around that, and I will roll them out every single time. <laughs> What's Reggie's favourite food? <laughs> what is Reggie's favourite food? A filet mignon steak. <laughs> I don't think you're here for that episode. Um, no, I will <laughs> Anyway, Tom will be so loving that. Mia, Miyamoto called you up on his Miyamoto roller phone while he was munching on a watermelon. <laughs> yes. To say, what? Come to Paris to and interview me. <laughs> No, he was great. We were chatting about Wii U a lot, obviously, because he's he's very on message at the moment. I've I've had Miyamoto sort of dogged me throughout my career. I've missed out on interviewing him four times. 
right. over the course of the last seven years. That's pretty bad of you. You just haven't bothered turning up. <laughs> yeah, he's been sitting there waiting for me with a candle and <laughs> dinner for two. With but I've candle. just never turned up. <laughs> a candle. A red, car- a red carnation. <laughs> You're on dates with me and Martha. Yeah. You keep standing him up. I do keep he's like, oh, bloody. I know, I'm just the worst. But he, yeah, I missed out on him four times for various really frustrating reasons. At one point, I was going to be doing a documentary about Zelda with him, but I was in the wrong country. That's quite a, mi- yeah. <laughs> a bit of a mistake. Well, I was I was in Japan on holiday, and I got a call from someone saying, "Do you want to do a documentary with Miyamoto?" I was like, "Hell yeah, that'd be amazing!" Is it right? It's next week, and he's in London. I'm like, "Oh, uh, I'm well. in Japan." Lucky. But anyway, I met him finally. He's what, really cool. What interesting stuff did he have to say? He talked a lot about how video games are seen as an obstacle between people rather than something that they do together. Mm. And about integrating gaming into people's lives to enrich their lives, really, rather than to provide an alternative to real life, which he sees as, you know, what some games are seen as doing. Yeah. Um, but about kind of, I mean, what's interesting about Nintendo and Miyamoto is that they're generally a lot more perspicacious than they look. Like, they look like they're ignoring everybody else and just doing their thing and working in a vacuum. Mm. But what they're doing is looking at the same situation everybody else is looking at and just choosing a different approach. Like, they've noticed the reconfiguration of the living room. As in the way that everybody's sitting there, it's people watching TV, some of them with tablets, some of them with yeah, laptops, yeah, everybody's yeah. doing their own thing. And he, they're, what they're trying to do with the Wii U is provide something that brings everybody back together again. So somebody can be browsing the internet on the Wii U screen, whereas the TV can still be being used and so on. So it's like a kind of family enter- household entertainment mm. thing. He sees it as being used for, for TV programs very soon with, with uh, in Japan. Right. Um, and for other stuff like... But doesn't the iPad do that very well already? Yeah, it does if you've got an Apple TV. Well, but, you don't even need that. You just need an internet connection. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you can send. Hang on, really? You can what, use your watch iPad. TV. Well, if you use your oh, iPad, like if you're standing sitting in front of your TV, it tells me it's more like everyone who's in the, like sort of atomized around the TV. Yeah. They're actually instead of you watching something on your iPad, you're actually that device is connected to the thing I'm using. Yes, yeah, so you're right. like you're using. Imagine you're using the iPad as a remote, like you do with Apple TV. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work I in my household. Like that. I don't think it'll work like that in some households. Impetus behind but, that, but, but that's it. the that's kind the of the idealism. ethos. Because yeah, the that's whole the point of a, in my household anyway is that we are doing separate things and my missus is watching some. Yeah, there's no way you're going to make television. me in but I think, my but family. What, yeah. but, what, but what he's saying yeah. is that we can all be together in the living room without the games console being an ob- obstacle right. to, to us being together. That's yeah. true because yeah, nice. as soon as I switch on the Xbox, it's like, Exactly, which is you know what what's, what they're thought. trying to oh, stop. That's how your Xbox starts up. <laughs> I've got special noise on start. Yeah. <laughs> you got the RTD two edition; it just didn't yeah. come out right. Yeah, um, yeah, but he's a, he's a really cool cool guy to talk to. He he speaks a lot of nonsense, like great nonsense. He just goes off on these random like, tangents. Like Molyneux nonsense? No, not quite. But he just he just had an idea for a football game randomly in the middle of our interview, and then spent ages telling me about it. And I was like, okay, can we can we get back to talking about other things and that what, are what? remotely? <laughs> this sounds like piece. Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And uh, we talked about how he's going to get third-party publishers to develop for Wii U. Apparently, he's going around and personally meeting up with individual Ooh, creative wow. developers and just being like, you know, let, let cool. your mind free. Quite, well, they need to do it. quite persuasive. To, yeah. yeah. Well, Miyamoto just drop come in. to your house and be like, yeah. hey. He does go in. to their houses, definitely. Not to their Parachute houses. him in. <laughs> like the Queen at the Olympics. Can't uh, believe she Eddie did heaven. that. I know. She's Daredevil. Her royal Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. Talking about Peter Molyneux. I'm curious about Peter Molyneux. Yeah, because he's got released a new game this week, mm. which almost sounds like a Peter Molyneux yeah. parody of a Peter Molyneux game. It does, doesn't it? So Tom downloaded this on, when did it come out? Was it Tuesday? Uh, yesterday? Yeah. So, and 
when he downloaded it in the morning, he was the two thousandth person to download it. I downloaded it. I did it an hour later. I was the five thousand, and now what we're in excess of hundreds of thousands of yeah. people 70, tapping away yesterday. I think tapping away at this sort of cube, three dimensional cube that's existing in virtual space, which this surface is covered with little tiny cubelets, and you've got to tap them away to reveal the next layer of an ever diminishing cube. Like a matroshka. I've sold it. <laughs> so that's what you do. So it's Matroska's free. cube, it's free. essentially. So they're basically at the time of recording, um, we've almost reached the second layer of the what? cube. So I've got it open right now. It that looks broken to me. No, it's there's a picture on the surface of the cube. Every and every layer scrolling around. Every it. layer of the cube has a different picture on it. Thing is, how are you going to find the last one if there's just Oh, oh so that that's revealing oh, the next re layer then. Oh my goodness, we've gotten but, down but, to the second layer. So, but why has no one else revealed any of that layer? Because oh, it's probably it's just literally just happened. Like it hadn't happened an hour ago, this layer. You Man, can do whatever I'm you want. So freaking groundbreaking. Do whatever you want. Make some graffiti, write your name. This makes excellent audio. Oh, I'm panicking. Uh, uh, so you're tapping away at it. So um Come here. No. So it's gonna the cube's gonna get smaller and smaller and smaller until somebody taps away at the last oh. cube to reveal what's inside the cube. It's just taking a while to update. What could it be? I th on Twitter last night I said it's we're gonna we're all gonna feel awful when we discover it's Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a video link, isn't it? Do you think it'd be a video link? Do you think that's what he said? I think he said it's that. Yeah, he but, said it's but that could be a video link to anything. It could be like you've won this, or you, oh, I suppose you, here is a check, or mm. I don't think it'll be. I don't money. think it'll be money. I don't no, think it's money. This, 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 this was people... this was a conversation we were having yesterday. Like if you were the person that tapped the last cubelet mm. of the curiosity cube and wouldn't it be hilarious firstly if it just crashed because so many people yeah. were trying to crash do it but but if you were the last person to tap yeah. the last cubelet and you got the video link would and you it's keep peter it? you doing chat roulette <laughs> would you keep it to yourself <laughs> wankers he's been waiting for months desperately fapping away with his webcam focused on him <laughs> Come on, hold it. Waiting hold it. <laughs> Waiting hold for the it. shot. Peter, they're getting there. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to time it. I don't... Do you think that's what's Can in we the not box? just do this pre-record? No. <laughs> oh, God. I promised them something amazing. I'm going to give it to them. Oh. So that's what... Oh, uh, we sold it. <laughs> would you? Would you disseminate... Which is now a funny word in the context of that. <laughs> would you disseminate the link? Would you be like, yes. hey guys, look what, look what it was, well, or would you keep you it would. to yourself? I think discovery. some people would keep it to themselves. But the nature of discovery is to show the discovery. It depends. Mm. Like, there may be some T's and C's in there. So, like, if you share this link, you do not get this. But if you do yeah, share this link, you get that. has said that like, it, it will be up to the person to right. decide whether okay. they share it or not. Right. What you would know? you like it to be? I just can't think of anything that would be good enough no, to justify this. There's nothing... It's, it's it's just hype, isn't it? It's building up so much hype. That's and the experiment. You're going to get underwhelmed. Yeah, it's not going to be. Uh, I can't nothing. imagine it's going to be money. Nothing. It's it's literally the emperor's new clothes in video game form. Will it be a link to an app for the sequel? There's just another <laughs> cube. Cube two. I still think or, it's, or maybe this, it's this, this is. I think this is an extraordinary experiment. I'm really amazed at the kind of things. Do people we are think people will reach it? Or do you think they'll get hacked off and I, stop? Like Nobby Nobby Boy. Yeah. It got to the point in Nobby Nobby Boy where everybody just stopped playing it and they never reached Jupiter. Because obviously it was very sad. Nobby Nobby Boy floating in space forever. Obviously, there's like tremendous momentum behind it right now, and after two days, we've almost got down to the second layer. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm not going to be tapping on Wayne. Well, but presumably, obviously, the outside In layer is the biggest layer. So mm. yeah. as it goes by, it will get smaller and smaller and smaller. And, and more people. Yeah. But Tom's really excited progression. by it. Tom follows it like Big Brother. 
Like day, really? two, day two on the queue. Oh my god, we've got down to the second layer. I'm really loving all the little twitpic screenshots that people have taken of uh, various. Yeah, instantly. Graffiti. What were they? Just jizzing cocks. Jizzing cocks everywhere. Over. But then people Classic. have also written some quite funny stuff. We've done like cool little pixel art on it. But obviously, someone comes in and destroys. Just it some yeah, exactly. Yeah. Along, just like smashes. Right, so this is shit over it, which someone did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, readers, let us know what you think of Curiosity at IGN UK feedback at IGN dot com. There you go. Uh, anyway, elsewhere, the news. News. And, uh, there was some Wii U stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, firstly, the US got their Wii U's yesterday. Mm-hmm. So by the time you listen we to this, we get our Wii U shortly, don't we? We hopefully we'll get them this week. Yeah, I'm not sure how much we can talk about We're it. We're getting but, our Wii U's. But yeah, exciting. That's it. Um, yeah, today there was another Nintendo Direct. They love doing these now. These live stream Nintendo Directs. Oh, they're just I, making I, us obsolete. Iwata just I like getting all. I cannot believe that Iwata. Fucking did an unboxing. Did his own unboxing. What mm-hmm. the heck is all that? You know about? what? He did it with some style, though. Well, they looked at yours and Luke's and saw how many hits it had and thought, exactly. oh, we should do that. It's the hit. So mm. he got the box out and he said, this is the Wii U. And then reached into his pocket and got out two immaculate white gloves. <laughs> little <laughs> Mario right. gloves. Put them on. He went, right, he means business. He did he, like do, did he do a moonwalk? He did a moonwalk. He started breakdancing, did some juggling, and then he went, right, better unbox it. We're paying for this live stream. <laughs> yeah. And he took out, um, it comes in, it's a little bit heavier than the Wii box. Is that what he said? Yeah, a little bit heavier. And <laughs> it's just got the Wii U in and the gamepad, as you and expect. Some, and some like, cables. Little, HDMI. He's really happy that there's a HDMI yeah, cable. Because they like, can be quite expensive. Screw you, they can Xbox. be quite expensive 10 the years Xbox ago. The Xbox still doesn't come with an HDMI cable. Well, neither does this PS3. None of them oh, do. It's just so, Why? There you go. Uh, at least Xbox comes with component, doesn't it? So yeah, so it comes with a little stand for the Wii U vertical which stand. I thought it looked really comes cheap. With, comes with a cradle for the gamepad, which doesn't charge it. Is no, that it right? Sits. It's just the just game. Sits. It's gameplay aid, like the Kid Icarus stand. I didn't realise that. Bit. <clears throat> so How do you charge the gamepad? That's exactly what I was going to ask. Is it's that probably just like, like kind of plug in my PS3 controller? Maybe, or is it just normal battery? I actually don't know that. I don't think it's like a Wii remote with normal batteries because it that would be, be like it'll, that would totally eat through. Yeah, and yeah. it's too light to have. Normal it'll be like a PS3 controller mm. plug in micro USB yeah. or something. Um, yeah, so he kind of one of the things they talked about the um, in the direct was Miiverse, which is kind of like the social layer to Wii U's games, mm. really. Mm. So. He said that developers would be able to utilize it without, you know, um, they wouldn't have to develop anything extra for it. They can just tap into it. They don't, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of time like optimizing your games to it. Yes. Just tap into just it. Just tapping away at it. So one of the kind of real world examples they showed you was that you could, um, say you play a level in New Super Mario Brothers Wii U and you get a silver instead of a gold on a certain level. If you fail so many times, Miiverse will ask you if you want to vent your frustration on Miiverse and you go oh I'm really stuck on this level and other people would chip in and say you can do this you can do this to get gold right? and you can subscribe to certain reliable voices within Miiverse okay. I still don't know so how you can have this kind of bespoke yeah I know and then and there's also apparently an option where you can filter out spoilerific contributions right. so it sounds like this kind of companion Twitter style guide community that I, would be useful because using actual twitter for these things can be a but bit the way that it looks as well it almost kind of looks like live annotations in the game kind of you can like when you're on the menu you can see the little messages popping up on the gamepad screen is it only it's not within the game for example can can you configure it so I if you are stuck to. on x level that i'm not little sure kind of bubbles appear and say why don't you try to bring a bit better think, i game? don't know i don't know if it has that kind of right. live integration uh, it does on Mario Brothers U on the on the on the map. 
Right, okay. Yeah, it does on the map screen where you're like about to go into a level. I don't think it's mid game though. Right, okay. Um, so that's what they basically talked about. Um, and they also had this really quite awkward conversation where a water used the video chat functionality oh, God, to ring yeah. Reggie in the States. Let's make good game launch. Yep. Everything in which Reggie's involved. It's just very awkward. forced and very stagey. Oh, God, it was like E3 this year. Yeah. Um, uh, I remind you of a purple Pikmin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Thanks. a zombie. Look, raw. I like French food. Ah. Anyway, so that was it. No massive news, but you know, were you in it? That so is the Miiverse, Is that uh, cross language? So, for example, or is it? I don't know how that works. Actually, hmm. it probably be like you would. It would pull in more regional. Like, right. Do it by language, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wonder if you have access to the other ones if you want them. Probably, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that wasn't forthcoming. Oh, another interesting thing was um, they talked about oh. Nintendo network IDs, and they said this is how you'll sign into Miiverse is by registering a Nintendo network ID. Yeah. But in coming years, you will be able to use that across other devices like PCs and smartphones to access like the Nintendo eShop. Yeah, right. which is interesting. That's new for Nintendo. That's a little bit a bit more open. Yeah. Mm. So can you transfer your Mii's from your Wii? You must be over to the can, Wii U. Yeah. You, you can transfer them from your Wii or and from each, your 3DS. And oh. each Wii U will support up to 12 different user accounts, which is new information. Anything else? Karaoke! Karaoke. Right. Which is, I don't know if it, this should come to Europe. It probably Hopes won't. So. Well, I mean, but it, it, I think it'd be popular. So we're basically, um, Nintendo are going to develop, the co-developing a karaoke service with over 90,000 songs. Yep. And you can use the inbuilt mic on the gamepad or they're releasing a very special karaoke accessory. It's a mic. Right. <laughs> you plug it into your Wii, you can have karaoke. It would feel this, very this weird This is honestly such a good a idea. Pad. This is just such a good idea. It why? is a brilliant why, idea. Why, why is it better than SingStar? Yeah, but for the, for the ja- I mean, for the Japanese market. And right. SingStar isn't free to play. You need to buy the songs. What? Okay, yeah. but you don't need for, to for the, the game, For the Japanese market, well, it'll be the same on the Wii U, it'll be it an app. It works really well with the gamepad, that you pass yeah. that around, people can line up the next song, have the lyrics on exactly. the gamepad, like, you, something you like that, been, that's pretty cool. You ever been to karaoke in Japan? No, in Japan. Because that's, that's exactly what it is, you're in a, you're in a booth, mm. you've got the screen, the song is on the screen, the lyrics on the screen, meanwhile everybody's passing around yeah, a little tablet to, to do the playlist and to, and to look up stuff and... And also scores you and stuff. I mean, it's 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 basically it's the you're then getting experience. a professional, like almost like top of the line karaoke machine for your house. Yeah, at home. As well That's as such a good idea like, for the game for the mm-hmm. Japanese people. That is going to be a total killer app, and for me because I'm a bit bored of SingStar. I t- I turned on SingStar <clears throat> for the first time. I don't in see why it's going to be any different. Yesterday. But okay, fine. What from SingStar? Yeah. Well, it's not very different from SingStar, but Japan right. doesn't have SingStar. Does it not? No. Why would I suppose it just integrated into the it's box makes it a little bit more seamless right. as well, doesn't it? Than getting out. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, SingStar now is free to play, but, yeah, it's on yeah. the cross, but still, you can download it. It's on the cross, cross media, media bar. bar. I, I did that the other day. I, I um turned on SingStar for the first time in about a year and a half. Guess yeah. how many songs I have downloaded for SingStar in my life? Four. 186. That's Jesus Christ. That is 186 times £1.50. On top of all wow. of the songs that you get on. On top of all the discs I've bought. Jesus. I am. That's an idiot. You are a muppers. I know. It is insane. Just, yeah. 186 songs. The problem is, I get drunk and I just say, "Everybody, buy whatever you want to sing," and then I disappear and I come back, and yeah. my playlist is full of utter rubbish. You've got so much money, you should bail out THQ. Yeah, because they're having a bit of trouble right now. <laughs> Sorry, it's just such a masterful segue. I'm actually dumb, a dumbfounded. Feast. A seamless feast of quality. Dumbfounded. <laughs> THQ's stock has fallen 48 percent following. 
its earnings report. Oh dear. Oh dear. What does that mean? It means that it was worth one dollar fifty-seven per. It was worth a lot <laughs> the more. The company's worth one dollar <laughs> fifty-seven. We could have bought them. It's worth one dollar fifty-seven per share before so, that now, so and it was I- worth more than three dollars per share. But it's because um, Darksiders Two didn't sell as well as they no. wanted, and they're also just really struggling in general with all of their studios and their streamlining and stuff. So all hopes lie on Metro and. WWE now, I guess. And South Park. South Park. Oh, and South Park, of well, course. WWE South is out. Them. It is out. And, and did fairly well in the UK. Yeah. It came third in the charts last week. I believe it was. Yeah, third or fourth, yeah. They're higher than Need for Speed. Yeah. Mm. There you go. It's Metro part- looks great. Metro does look really good. So far. And they've heard good things about South Park. It's yeah, just, again, from what I've seen, it looks amazing. And if, they've, if it's it got... In the major selling point for the South Park game is it sounds like um, Parker and... Parker? Parker? Stone. Trey Parker. Matt Stone. Trey Parker. Parker. They're they're heavily involved with it. They're doing everything. Yeah. As far as they're concerned, um, they're treating it in the same way they would another uh, episode season or something like that. Because someone was talking about, I can't remember who it was, but there are normally, let's say, 24 episodes in a season. So they've done a half season for TV and then the video game replaces the the tail end of it. Do you know what that's very different from? Family Guy Returns to the Multiverse, right? which mm. is absolutely mm. terrible. Oh dear. Terrible from what I played. I played the first who, who hour and a half it? of it, Activision. And it's like, clearly nobody from the show has written anything for it, or if they have, oh, then no. they're on an off day. Um, a lot of the dialogue in the game is snippets from the TV show over the years. Right. Oh. Like, bits of dialogue just taken from episodes and just sort of retrofitted onto the game into weird situations that don't quite make sense the game itself is the kind of terrible licensed pap I've not seen since about 2003 it is really bad I'm just I'm warning everybody (laughs) I'm I'm, on your Christmas list yeah I'm warning everybody now because I'm probably not going to write anything about it on the site South Park game on N64 it do remember that you can piss in the snow yeah you can piss in the snow Yellow Snowballs was one of the the primary (laughs) weapons did you play that was there a turkey gun there was a turkey gun wasn't there um, so I I had it on the Dreamcast, I think. Oh yeah, it came out there as well. I just um, remember renting it on the N64. That's kind of they really utilised a lot of distance fogging as kind of always oh, a bit snowy outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can see one foot in front of yourself. It wasn't the greatest game, but I did oh, enjoy it at the time. It probably was the greatest <laughs> of, of all time. I think you'll find on game rankings. Me and Melissa still bangs on about it. <laughs> so what does that mean for THQ then? Like, I really get hope some that games that game out fast. <laughs> they had Tony Hawk's. Come on, I want it. That wasn't THQ. It wasn't. Oh, it was Activision. Is that Activision? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's THQ. <laughs> Ruined. THQ should THQ buy it. Stands for Tony Activision Hawk. have retired yeah. the Tony Hawk series. <laughs> yeah, I know. They signed like a crazy 15-year contract for it in the late 90s, I think, or in the early 2000s after Tony Hawk's Pro Skate 2. So they signed him for 15 years and then made progressively more terrible games. He got, really, just... and he got old. He, got he, did, he did get a bit old. Tony, Tony Hawk. He's like 45 now. Yeah. His son's on a version of the game. Which one? Games. Uh, one for that's on the PSN. I think it's Tony Hawk's HD, which oh, is like yeah. a combination of them. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah, his son's on there now. So full circle, circle there you go. Yeah. life. There you go. He became so old. <laughs> yeah, does, that not show, does that not show a startling lack of foresight to sign an extreme sports guy for fifteen year contract? I guess so. Few careers in extreme because he would have probably been long. quite old at the at point where he, yeah, he establishes yeah. like yeah. the great skater or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he was mm-hmm. pushing thirty when he was signed to that. I think. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. uh, 
Nathan Drake is coming back in a new game. <gasps> it's a new Uncharted game, isn't is that it exciting? Uncharted? Should we speculate wildly about what might be in it? And, well, look, as far as I'm concerned, Sho Yoshida has said that it's going to be a new Uncharted game called Fight for Fortune. It's been revealed and it's going to be... Oh, it's going to be a casino card game. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. So... <sighs> it's going to be what? Well, so let me tell you how the story unfolded. So overnight, um, uh, a website called... <coughs> Uh, tweeted um, <laughs> saying Uncharted fans rejoice new Uncharted game Fight for Fortune is revealed and by revealed actually they're can I just point out that their URL shortener makes it look like very saggy 8 <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that wow that's a nice custom URL <laughs> exactly I've got a very saggy 8 actually um, but so uh, basically what they've said was uh, who was it? Is it Australian Classifications Board that's right said that this game is coming and it's called Fight for Fortune, uh, but not a lot of other details apart from the fact it was fairly kind of family-friendly. The Australian friendly. Classification Board do this quite a lot. They, they don't give a shit. No. Yeah, they really don't care. They, they do don't care that I published that, mate. That was a brilliant Whoa. Australian accent. Thank you. I can do two accents and neither one is my own or Australian. <laughs> but so it's it's not going to be uh, developed by Naughty Dog. It's going to be develop, developed. <laughs> it's going to be developed, mate. <laughs> what? Why is that? That's... It's my, Austra- it's my Australian accent. <laughs> it's much better than mine. It's uh, developed That's by bright. One Loop Games, who had a hand in such classics as Saboteur. Uh, <laughs> another store. <laughs> no, stop it. Another games. <laughs> uh, but the other thing that kind of got a little red light going is that uh, it was marked for various kind of, um, what do you call it, like the ratings boards. Yeah. And it's got, uh, there are no themes. There's uh, very mild impact violence. There's no language. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, and very mild uh, impact drug use. So, drug use? Well, so it's yeah, the two things, it's, it's, it's like very mild impact violence and very mild impact drug use. Everything else, there's nothing in it. So, I don't know, maybe it's Can like Breaking drug? Bad or something like that. It, it, but it, no. That's uh, got not got low impact drug use. That's pretty no, high that's impact true. drug use. And violence. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Enormous yeah. violence and people All being right, then. stabbed to death and then dissolved in acid. Well, spoilers, that's true. Uh, but anyway, so more information came out uh, from uh, a Brazilian classification board. What the fuck is it with these guys? Just, they just don't they're care. Off the hook, uh, saying <laughs> there is a uh, PlayStation Vita game, and it's in in quotes a casino stroke card game, which sounds boring as heck. I reckon Why it might they... literally be a casino game. Why are they licensed? I reckon <laughs> like, no. I reckon like, it might like be blackjack, like a, but yeah, 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 like, like oh, a, yeah. a, a casino. Any one of the, like uh, loads of the um, loads of the. Slot machines and stuff are sponsored by video game properties just because yeah. whatever license goes wherever and it might just have a Visa companion app. This is like one of the most premium franchises yeah, that why Sony would you have. It's yeah, weird, isn't it? Like this. I Because it does dilute it, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Card game. yeah. I remember being really surprised when I went to the only casino I've ever been to and found a bunch of Tomb Raider um, slot machines there. Right. And I was like, huh, never knew they did that. Yeah. So maybe it's a similar Maybe it's something like that, yeah. Idea. Maybe still, it's like only still in China. Disappointing, or nonetheless. But that I kind of get that because that's totally separated. It's very from isolated. The Tomb Raider like, experience. Is, a lot of people won't ever know about those. Yeah. Kind of but if they yeah. did a Tomb Raider like slot machine simulator on Vita or something like that, then it would be like, what the fuck is all that about? That's the thing that it doesn't sit well with me. If they went and did some, I don't know, uh, a pub quiz game about Nathan Drake, then yeah, fine. Yeah, doing it on Vita doesn't make any sense. No. Assuming it is actually on Vita. Uh, well, that's Can according we to the Brazilians. The, Bra- the Brazilian, well, who knows? Mm. Can you? I don't know. I don't Can know. you t- trust, Can you the, trust Brazilians? the Brazilians? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Read us, let us know. <laughs> Do you know Brazilian? Brazilian and if so, 
Can you trust them? <laughs> Either no way. We've been writing in about how the Brazilian best mate like slept with her wife and then we'll have to like go, oh no, we didn't want this to happen. Oh, right. Turns out you can't. Turns out you can't. <laughs> it's on one bloke. Yeah. But anyway, that's Uncharted. Uh, what was it called? Fight for Fortune. I could do with a not. I could do it with a sound no like more. a gambling game. Fight for does, Fortune. Drake, Drake, stop it. But I'm fighting. What are you fighting for? Fortune. Yeah. Great. Not honor. It's a Rice itself. Yeah. That was some great script writing right there. Off well, the you know. I could do without any more Uncharted for a while. Yeah. I think it needs a little rest. Definitely. I agree. I like Uncharted 3, I thought, was okay. But then, you know, the double whammy of just, uh, I Golden no straight idea. away. I have like, no idea where it goes next. No. Into space. I don't, I don't know how it can get bigger, so it no. has to go... I don't know. Halo got bigger somehow. Yeah, but, but, but that's fantastical. It's also yeah, it's good true, the way they, they handled Uncharted has been fantastical at times. But, but they, it's nice the way they handed it over to another dev. And that they did, a, you know, yeah. probably a better job than uh, has been done on a Halo game for a while. Yep. I think God strike me down for saying so. Well, no, I, th- I think I think that was probably. I mean, if you had to work on the same thing for ten years, oh, God, you'd yeah, probably yeah, get yeah. sick you'd of it, and you'd run out of new ideas, ideas, wouldn't you? You'd be you'd be that kind of inured by it. Mm. You'd be that accustomed to seeing it in a certain way. You'd also probably yeah. get such hubris, wouldn't you? You'd think everything you did was amazing. Yeah. Well, maybe you wouldn't even want to think that way, but it's just. Yeah, if if the game is that, <laughs> I mean, it's like human nature. Yeah, know? totally. Yeah, it probably got to a point where they just thought you don't really have to do much. So you know, people yeah. are going to buy people it. Anyway. Well, they, they probably anyway. would have. If I were them, I'm guessing I would have got so sort of absorbed in it that I would focus on these tiny little improvements and think this is the next revolution and not mm. realize that. Yeah. Well, that's um, that was like in Halo Two when you could fight with uh, the light sword or I forget if that's its correct name, but I remember people in. Who I was playing with at the time, going, "Oh my god, you can play with a sword!" I'm like, "Wow, yeah. your so mates talk weird." I know. <laughs> so like, I hang around with some cool dudes. Actually. <laughs> I look, I look, <laughs> I found, I found, I found a light sword. I've got light sword. Can we use it now? <laughs> no, no, wait. Get, get back in your box. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's keep all your mates in a box. Yeah. It's Pulp Fiction. <laughs> he just keeps. He just pulls them out. Get the gimp. The, get the gimp. Is. I want to play Halo too. Could I do like Thorne? No. Can I have the samurai Thorne? Anyway, trailer of the week, eh? Uh, so, uh, Entertainment Tonight, which I is... the trailer. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's a snippet of a trailer <laughs> that might be coming at some point in the week. A snippet of the advert of the week. Of the week. But it's got zombies in it, it's and it's got Brad Pitt in it. And it's, uh, well, it's World War Z. It looks quite, I think Brad Pitt in that looks quite Nathan Drake. Quite yeah, he's got long hair, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but just it, there's something quite Nathan Drake and adventurer about him because he plays a UN representative and he's trying to stop the zombie apocalypse or revert it. Right. Who's so, read the War Z in this room? I haven't read it. No, it's um, it's kind of like found documents, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a fake historical fiction, a fake epistolary. Yeah, like epistolary. kind of fake documentary in literary form. Okay, it's really um, good. Yeah, but what was kind of had this kind of giggling and reacting in the office was just how many zombies it is are in stupid this. it's ridiculous I've never seen so many zombies just piling up and because it's true if if there was a, a kind of they're probably not zombies are they? if it's an infection it's kind of that Danny Boyle infected kind of zombie is right. that right mm, yeah so it's not the dead but the dead do come back yeah it's like it's mm, or has there been a mass death and they've basically there's, there's a big virus Called okay. the, I think it's called the somnolent virus or something like that. But essentially, it's the typical thing: fever, then infection. Oh, and then they come back. Then so death, basically, they come back. So yeah. effectively, so lots like, of people like, are, um, are wiped out simultaneously at the yes. same time, and then they all come back on mass. Yes. So there's not a few stragglers, right? So basically, this would happen if most of the planet turned into zombies. 
There'd be lots and lots of zombies, yes. not one or two. Heck of a lot. Yeah. Anyway, should we watch the uh, the snippet of a teaser of a trailer that's coming at some point in the future? Yes. Yes. Turn that into a jingle. And Thursday on ET. What is going on? Brad Pitt versus an army of zombies. Only one man can save the world, and only one show has the world-exclusive first look. You're asking me to leave my family. In just three days, it's E.T. and World War Z. Thursday. That really is a lot of zombies. It's... They're just like pouring out yeah. and stuck, yeah. you know. And like climbing over each other. A bit like where they go at the side of the building and stacking yeah. on top of each other. They do that in Left 4 Dead, don't they? Or only the climbing Left 4 Dead. Yeah, but it's just, just the sheer number of them. Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. I thought the, the Walking Dead was actually pretty good at... You know, when um, in the first episode when he rides into is it Atlanta? Oh, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he rides into Atlanta, he just turns the corner and there's just yeah. thousands yeah. On, of zombies. On a side note, yeah. I'm watching season three no of spoilers. Walking Dead. No spoilers, but last night's episode was incredible. Really? And I, it was, wasn't I, it? Welling up. So that's episode four. That uh, yeah, was episode four. four was right. It properly punched me in the stomach, like how kind of oh, effective yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I right. felt, I I felt be, physically and sick. Some, and some fucking incredible acting in that oh scene. Oh my God. Anyway, right. side note. No more, no if more. anyone's watched that, they probably know exactly what I'm referring to, but jeez. I, I felt physically, I, I, oh, it's difficult not to spoil this, I felt no. physically sick for a long time after that. I had to watch several cheerful it really episodes of Adventure Time. Anyway, anyway. Right. See, the, 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 the my husband's were laughing at me. The episode of Breaking Bad I watched last night was a bit similar to that. Which one was that? It's, I think it was the first one from episode four. Oh, what would the? Can we? Yeah, can we spoil oh, that? I mean, it's yeah, been that season, is, uh, uh, season four of uh, uh, Breaking Bad has been out for a while. That's yeah, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. Yeah. don't listen. What, what happens? Which one? It's what? a bit where Gus. Uh, well, it's it's. Th- I'll just say throat slitting. Oh, okay. yeah. um, to make a point, right? Yeah. Yes, I know exactly like, what like, you mean. Just now. nothing spoken at all. God. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, oh absolutely. Changing cold. outfit. Yeah, Very and it's like it's a good eleven minutes long. That scene. It does go. But also, the Fly episode in season three, yeah. I found really freaking boring. Well, it's that classic really? thing. I found I, that really kind of interesting. I from like a that. filmmaking point of view, it's kind of interesting. But it's kind of, a, there's lots of long-running TV series do that kind of, I can't remember what they call like elevator episodes, where basically yeah. you ditch your regular format yep. and you yep. do an yep. entire episode like trapped in one location in almost real time or whatever. Yeah. But I, I think it's because it's my, um, my train journey fodder. And right, okay. So, like that kind of episode, the the throat slitting in the morning is pretty hard to kind yeah. of stomach. Yeah. It's difficult like, to wake up to. It was the same as like I watched the Pacific, and I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's got some really gruesome bits in it. Uh, and it was like, oh my god, that's too early. Um, but then the fly thing it was just like it's just a bit boring. Yeah. But I have started playing Walking Dead on iPad. But so. uh, what the rest of the episodes aren't out yet. I don't think on the iPad are they. Uh, I don't know. I'm still on the That's first the one. That's so. stop me from playing it on the iPad. So right. the other ones aren't out for it. Right. You know, I think that the Walking Dead game is slightly better than the Walking Dead TV series currently. But then last night's episode was so good that it's so good. I'm just also the special it. effects in the new series of Walking Dead um, season three. It's so three. gruesome. It's amazing. So they're, they're doing that. Oh, interesting. Do you know how, how much an episode of Breaking Bad costs? I have Absurd. no idea. Um, $3 million per episode. Wow. Really? What? For an episode? Of Breaking Bad. Think of what happens in Breaking Bad. Not that much. No. Yeah. Obviously, you'll do some about salaries and stuff. Yeah. But also, it's shot on, it's shot on film as well. Yeah. I mean, right. you can kind of tell there's a definite... It's shot on 35. There, it's it just... got some amazing cinematography yeah. in it. It's fantastic. For a TV show. Yeah. No. 
No, not just for a TV show, I think, yeah. just in general. But, I mean, it's what we were saying last week, wasn't it, about TV shows becoming the, the, the talent new... drain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's just brilliant. Yeah, yeah though. Um, yeah, so we've kind of strayed a little bit away from Will Always Ed, but... But, you know, it's made me want to see more. And I must admit, yeah. I, because I because read, that was quite a trouble production as well. They had to do like seven weeks worth of reshoots. It was usually a terrible sign. Yeah. Um, in Glasgow, they filmed quite a lot of that movie. And it's directed <laughs> it's by Mark. Yeah, we didn't have to do much set dressing. We're <laughs> <laughs> we good to go. Um, directed by Mark Forster, who right. directed the brilliant Quantum of Solace. Oh dear. But he also mm. directed some really good movies like Finding Neverland. Which is quite mm. a sweet movie. Um, I guess my only concern is is that obviously there's a heck of a lot of CGI in in that some of them might tiny look, little snippet, of the, and you can't tell in that low res how good yeah. the CG is. And I'm definitely and a fan. Look, might look quite rubbery or yeah. weird. I'm definitely a fan of like doing like stunts for real. Now I was yeah. watching something on Skyfall, and they did so much of that with real cars. Skyfall, actually, it's, you know, Skyfall acting is it out, brilliant, and, and you cannot beat that. You cannot yeah, beat it. Uh, in Skyfall, the kind of stunts more like realistic, yeah. But because you know someone's doing it for real, you're like yeah. that's that's better. Yeah, that's so much better. Totally. Okay. Um. Now it's time to hear what you've got to say. And Alex has left us because he doesn't really give a shit. No, he doesn't care what you have to say, but we do, which is why we're going to read out some of your feedback. As ever, if you want to get in touch with us, email ign.ukfeedback at ign.com. He's actually got a meeting. To be fair. <laughs> no, he's just. Got got, you feel bad, got ben. I feel bad. bad Don't ruin the fiction. Yeah, but if you want, yeah, or you can contact us on Facebook and Twitter as well at right. IGN UK. That's right. The first piece of feedback is from Federico Zalashi. Well I love Who, that name. Isn't that a great name? Um, he he's very nice about our podcast, so thank you very much, Federico. But he also says that he was fortunate enough to be gifted tickets to the Distant Worlds Final Fantasy 25th anniversary concert at the Royal Albert Hall last mm. um, this week. Actually, this, I think, believe it was this week. Um, and he just said it was fantastic and it's great to see gaming composers receiving the recognition that he did, they deserve. Um, and his favourite piece of um, video game music is the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. He asks us, what is your most memorable game soundtrack or song? What's yours, Kaz? Because I know what I want to say. I think, um, well, this is difficult. I think that the Halo theme, yeah, like the original Halo theme, that one, is freaking ace. But um, probably not my favourite, but I'm going to go with that. I like, it's quite a recent one, it was Nick Arundel's um, soundtrack score for um, Arkham City last year. Because it's so weird that so many different composers, whether it's Hans Zimmer or Danny Elfman, have done Batman themes. Mm. And they all sound quintessentially Batman after a while. But Nick Arundel does this thing where it's slightly kind of symphonic and gothic and choral like Danny Elfman. Yeah, it has this kind of beating rhythm like the Hans Zimmer stuff, and yet it's still uniquely his own, but it still says Batman. So it's all those things, but it's just it's it's so evocative, and I love it in the context of the game, especially right at the end when you have to take on Hugo Strange. There's this great musical cue, and I genuinely I remember playing it and getting goosebumps because I was playing with headphones as well. And it's so good. I love it's, it. That game has got us fantastic. It's a shame you weren't here earlier. Um, last week because we were because it's on it's on video game music it's on too. greatest video game music too and we were interviewing the director sorry the, the what's the name conductor God the conductor thereof um it's called Andrew Skeets and we were chatting quite a lot about I really like that too yeah well I also think I mean it's a couple of the I mean there's just a few straightforward nostalgic ones for me like yeah. the Zelda ones and uh, like various little Wakanda stuff yeah. Um, next bit of feedback is from Cameron. We didn't uh, ask Rich. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Rich. Oh, my favourite of video game music, right? Yes. Oh, 
Well, see, I would have to go back to the Tony Hawk's reference again. Oh, yeah. And actually go for a song in that, uh, which is Superman. Okay. Um, best song. I mean, whenever I hear it now, it just brings me back to when I was my happiest playing that game. Oh. So oh. It's, um, life's, not been, life's not been as good since. Nothing's been as good. No. Didn't oh, the Tony, Hawks, didn't no, the Tony Hawks games have a bunch, like a random soundtrack picked of lots of basically? It was like a Kerrang compilation yeah. album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I mean, that introduced I me to that. so much music. Yeah, I loved same. As a that same so, as SSX that did that for yeah. me when I was when I was about thirteen on the GameCube. SSX introduced me to a bunch of you know American punky American bands. That yeah. I, really loved I also like. Um, I do wish Need for Speed has Spotify integration. I think if it had that, it might be the greatest game ever. It has if got it, a really good music. It, ha- it has qu- some good songs, but after a while, you put any decent amount of time in the game, you get so used to them. So I've plugged in my iPhone into my Xbox and did a custom playlist of all the Bond songs and got into the Aston Martin and drove oh, around amazing. Um, the city for two hours quite happily, not doing anything, but just pretending to be James Bond in Need for Speed. That sounds like a video feature. So there you go. Just being just badass in Need for Speed. Um, That's cool. Next bit of feedback is from Cameron Amoyles. Amoyles? I hope I've said that right. Probably haven't. And he just wants to say, he wants to understand how IGN works a bit. He says, out of interest, how are reviews and articles distributed between you, the US, and Australian teams? Is it all planned out from the start? Um, do you have a certain amount that are allocated each year? How much do you talk? Basically, just how does it work? Do you review games if you really want to review it? Sometimes. Should we I lift mean, the curtain? Yeah, I mean, I don't see what's wrong with that. We basically work as one big global team. Yep. So if you imagine me and Daniel and Alex and uh, Casey and Greg Cam, and, and Cam, Colin and yeah. Cam in, the, in, the, in Australia and Lucy and Tristan and Luke and all the dudes, we all sort of work together. We, we, work, we work separately, obviously, in our countries, but we work together for the yeah. site. Yeah. So when review season comes around, um, we all say to our managing editor, who's the guy in charge... So that's Casey, Alex, or Cam? Casey, Alex, or Cam. We all say what we'd like to review. Um, and basically, there's a few rules. Like, if you've covered a game a lot, or if you're very close to it for any reason, like you've been to see the developer, then generally you tend to step back from the review just because you've it's already talked about it enough. That, re, re, like, reclaim that critical distance. Yeah, and you, also the enthusiasm. Like, if you've talked yeah. about a game, you know, You've kind of written all you have to say about it yeah. without reviewing it, per se. Exactly. So when when uh, if, if that's the case, then maybe you'll step back off it. Um so yeah, essentially then it all goes in and then it depends on firstly who has time. Um, so I had Assassin's Creed 3, that meant I had no other reviews for that month because it's a big one. And uh, also sometimes the US get games earlier than we do, sometimes we get games earlier than the US or sometimes yeah. Australia gets them. And when that happens, it tends to be whoever can do the best job. So who has the most time um, and to play it and to, to, come to come to a critical consensus. And then also obviously it comes down to your gaming background as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it actually works. It works really well because you get a really good variety of voices and opinions on IGN, which is my, one of my favourite things about our site. And we usually know about, we kind of work about three months in advance, so I kind of roughly know what I'll be reviewing at the beginning of next year, and that's about mm. as far in advance as we work. Yeah. And obviously sometimes things happen and it has to switch around, but generally, yeah, we all, we, we all talk a lot. Um, and on, on previews and features and stuff like that, we kind of work a little bit more independently, but obviously we make sure that we don't have three different Far Cry 3 previews going up on the same day from different... Because you don't need three. You don't need three. To be honest, you probably only need one. Right, that's... Um... So that's how IGN works. Yeah. I hope that answers your question. Probably doesn't. Probably doesn't. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, and that's it for reader feedback, just the two bits this week. Um, what's out this week in the games, Keza? In the games world, we have Curiosity, which we've discussed, a Halo 4 
which is definitely pick of the week, I think. Whether or not you're into Halo, definitely give it a go. Rent it if you're not into Halo, but give it a go. Little Big Planet Karting, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah, five, I think five. I gave it. It's actually mm. quite hard to do a good karting game. Yeah, I've, I've been playing some of the other kart races that are mm. coming out this year, and I think that might be the case. It just, it's it basically seems so all, easy. they all stand in the shadow. I remember when uh, Mario Kart 64 was out, and every other game for, for a little while was a kart racer or a platformer because, because the N64 was you know, what was hot and what was new. And Diddy Kong Racing was amazing. That oh, was that a really was, yeah, good video good. game. Yeah. It's just very hard to get right, especially because there's one particularly great example yeah. of kart racing that you, everyone is accustomed to. Yes. If you fall short of that, then hmm, unlucky. And if you do anything differently, then yeah. people aren't used to how to play it. that is the template. Yeah, totally. Mario it is the absolute the template. template. Thank that you. Oh, great siren there. Oh. Yeah, you were getting a lot of sirens this week. What else? Angry Birds Star Wars is out. I actually think this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, people can just people are just very mean about it. But but just it's only how much is it? We don't know yet. Well, we are in We think it's going to be six nine p. Some people think it's going to be they're going to charge a premium for like if they charge four quid for it or something, then then we can all be a bit upset about it. And then, um, not much in the way of movies this week. Um, Argo's out, which I haven't seen. Tom's seen that stars Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad and Ben Affleck. And it's based on a true life story where the CIA have to rescue some people from, I think it's Israel or the Middle East. And they go into ah. the Middle East under the pretense of making a B-movie sci-fi yes. movie to mm. get the people out. And then the other movie out this week is The Sapphires, which oh, is... The- one IT with, crowd. With the guy yeah. from the IT crowd. What's he called? Oh, uh, uh, Chris Dowd? Yeah, that's, right. that's Chris O'Dowd. And yeah. Oh, it's average. It, it feels like a very much a made-for-TV movie that should be on at Christmas. It's about a girl band made of Aborigines who tour Vietnam during the war. Is it actually about that? <laughs> yeah, it's actually wow. about that. And it's it's all right. It's very low budget. It has a few laughs, but ultimately it's just it's just okay. It's just okay. When did you see that one? I saw that as part of the London Film Festival, mm-hmm. and it was preceded by the 3DS little short movie. Nice. Which was okay. Good. It's in 3D. <laughs> but yeah, I probably wouldn't see that. I'd probably see Argo instead, even though I haven't Argo's, seen it. Argo's um, Ben Affleck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's directed it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. He's it a very good, good director, Ben Affleck. Sorry? He's a very good director. Yeah, he is. I think he's yeah. quite good. I think his best work will lie behind the camera. Everyone's mm. gotten over the whole Matt and Ben thing as well, haven't they? Yeah, Finally. they did. Mm. Well, they did well together. They did, yeah. They won an Oscar. They did. They won two Oscars between them, didn't they? They got, got one each, yeah. yeah. Writing. Yeah. They all writing. <laughs> I think he's a very smart guy. He's think sometimes he likes charisma on camera um yeah so that's <laughs> we finished today's podcast by slagging off ben affleck oh. <laughs> although apparently argo is really so good so join us next week when we'll be slagging off matt damon indeed well, <laughs> see ben affleck for me i liked him in daredevil a lot of people can disagree with that so i'm praising ben affleck well I done see, for I playing actually, a blind man i actually don't think daredevil is atrocious which is a very backhanded compliment i actually think it's okay i loved it when i was a kid i, I liked it i liked daredevil quite a lot if you character. have any thoughts on Ben Affleck or anything else. <laughs> or just anything. <laughs> anything. I don't know how to end the podcast just without Alex. Anything. Alex would just go, right, We're that's it. Bye bye. Bye. That's what he'd do. Should we do that? <laughs> bye. Have, bye. 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 Bye.